It is with great excitement that in 2021, we are blessed to have two new sponsors for the CT Startup Podcast. One of those sponsors is CT Next, an organization each one of our hosts, as well as many of our guests and listeners have had the opportunity and pleasure of interacting with. I'm going to let Glendalyn Thames, Deputy Commissioner of the DCD and Founding Executive Director of CT Next, explain what CT Next does for early stage businesses here in Connecticut. So what is CT Next? Our, our mission um, fundamentally is really to equip early stage companies and entrepreneurs with resources, guidance, um, networks to accelerate their, their growth um, and, and really creating an environment where our entrepreneurs can really start their business, grow their business and thrive in Connecticut and positioning Connecticut as the most desirable location in the country for an innovative company to build and grow and create jobs. And we do this, uh, you know, a few different ways, right? Um, one by, you know, really cultivating a network of public-private partnerships and really acting as a catalyst um, that supports entrepreneurs from ideation and growth to exits. Um, but then also, you know, providing direct funding to companies as well. So we have many programs um, that are non-dilutive capital to help accelerate kind of the early stages of growth of a company. Um, and then, you know, we we offer uh, other programming relative to, you know, again, building that, that, in, that community infrastructure across our state. So if you think about, you know, incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces where that, that dynamic knowledge sharing is happening and where kind of innovation actually starts and, and occurs. For more information, please visit www.ctnext.com. This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Welcome to CT Startup. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the CT Startup Podcast. So we're actually back at uh, Tip Digital here at Stanford, and we're sitting down with a couple of students that are in the startup studio. Uh, and we talked to Tara Watrous, who uh, runs that program uh, earlier, and you'll probably see an episode coming out uh, prior to this one. But And if you haven't, go back and listen to it. Um, but we have two students, and they're going to kind of talk about uh, the reasoning why they're in the program and also just like what the project they're working on. So uh, on the episode, we have uh, two UConn seniors, uh, Sabrina Uva and Jake Winter. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you for having us on. All right. So, uh, so, so I guess, Sabrina, I'm going to start with you. Like, why did you decide to, to uh, come into this program? Right. So I'm a human development and family sciences major. So traditionally, that's not... Okay. So, okay. So it's, okay. it's all good. Oh, here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so I'm a human development and family sciences major. So traditionally, that's not a major field that you typically think would get into entrepreneurship. But my interests and skill sets really 
would benefit from this kind of experience. So I actually took a course in virtual reality headset. And that's when I first got interested in this emerging tech field. And I really wanted to learn more. And since I'm involved in the honors program, they told me about the opportunity to get involved in the Stanford Startup Studio. And it really like paved the way for my career because it's opened me up to more opportunities to build my skill sets and um, since then, I'm really involved and interested in being like an entrepreneur and learning from different industry experts on what that means. And I'm like just so grateful to be in this experience and I'm constantly learning and growing every day. So. All right. All right. So Jake, what propelled you to get into the program? Uh, so I've been involved with the Worth Institute for a while. Okay. Uh, the Worth Institute obviously runs the Stanford Startup Studio. I also have a startup of my own, and I really wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was young. And I also came to UConn with the intent of doing a co-op. So, um, you know, knowing that and seeing that this program was offered, I figured it was just an obvious next step in my journey. Um, I, what I think is really special about the program is uh, it's really the only co-op program at UConn where you're the primary beneficiary of what's going on. A lot of times in internships or co-ops, you have to, you know, kind of pick up some of that, the, you know, the work that it doesn't want to be done. But in this case, all of the work that's being done is crafted around the skills that we want to learn. Um, so it feels more like a pathway to, you know, get to the career you want to and less just like a job. So, you know, that's the reason I joined. Mm -hmm. And so what major uh, are you uh, going after right now? So I'm a mechanical engineering major. So I love tech. I'm really into robotics. I built this, this exoskeleton suit when I was a, a senior in high school. And then I um, ended up bringing it to UConn and I got some funding to work on it some more. So we built that like voice control, all these fun things. So I was like addicted to, you know, inventing things and coming up with new products. So uh, then I learned all about business modeling and all the entrepreneurial skills and mm -hmm. Uh, so is that your startup or so my, no my startup is it's called patent plus we uh, use AI to do patent searching uh, more accurate and quicker all right very interesting I feel like that uh, that aligns with what tip does especially commercialization of, of kind of like their uh, some of the research that these professors are doing so yes. okay I like that okay so I guess let's let's go back to the aspect of learning so you said you're in the honors program yes. I don't know if you are uh, I was never in the honors program, I'm just going to say that. Um, but so I guess like, let's talk about the learning, the learning experience. So like, what is different about this experience than what you get in like the classroom? That's a great question. So in typically in a classroom, it's really focused on academics. And in this program, we really get hands-on learning experience in the field, which will be directly translated into a career and building a skill set towards a specific industry. So I really am so grateful to be in this opportunity. So I'm learning. Yeah. So I guess like, what is yeah. it, what, how has it pushed you out of, out of your, like your, your normal comfort zone? Cause uh, no, no offense oh, yes. to honor students. <laughs> like, kind of like that, that, that. I, I would say that there is a difference between like some people that understand how to learn within school. Mm -hmm. Right. And then right. The, those that can learn outside of school and like just kind of by doing right. Some kind of so, like, so it's cause I know I'm, I'm kind of like that where like outside the classroom, right. I'm pro probably better my sister or some other people that I know, like they're better, like they're, they're better in the classroom or I mean, they're good on both sides, but like they're going to always get an A. They're always going to be in that right. program. So like, how is this like challenge you outside of your normal academics? So I applied what I learned from my research and building those technical skills from my, my academics. Um, but on top of that, this experience is really through the field and learning from doing and that's something that I can't get by reading a book or a textbook or writing a paper so there's also networking and connections that 
are invaluable. So you're, every day we have, we meet with consultants, we have networking events. So that really elevates this experience as well because we all, always are constantly new connections and you're, you're like, <laughs> like it's, it's kind of like you're actually doing what like real world is right, right. you're just like talking to people right. seeing what they're interested in yeah. seeing you know kind of them talking about them asking you about what you're doing you telling right. them and they're like well what about this is how my expertise kind of aligns mm-hmm. with what you're doing right mm-hmm. like it's it's like it, it it's does it even like seem like work or do, does it not does it does it seem like it's like difficult or di- like I, I definitely have to say the traditional classroom is much more difficult to operate in. It is personally. Um, uh, Sabrina and me are pretty much opposites. She <laughs> I, I, like, I can't sit in a classroom, and I have to have that experiential learning. Um, and that's all, it's pretty much the, the main reason I got involved with the Worth Institute and started doing these programs is because, you know, everything uh, puts pressure on the student to get out there, talk to people, and uh, create their own path. And, and, and here we really do manage ourselves in a big way. We have two projects that two separate teams work on. Uh, we have consultants that we report to and managers, but ultimately we typically define the measures of success, uh, which is very different from the classroom, obviously, when you have a syllabus and you know the percentage breakdown of every little thing you do. This is, uh, you know, it leaves a lot of room for the students to decide uh, exactly what we're doing and, and what would we would deem successful, so it's a lot different. What, so what do you deem successful for your project? Yeah, so our project is um, an innovative uh, way of doing a refit. Um, we're refitting uh, a space uh, in the city of Stanford, uh, and we're using uh, emerging technology to make that more efficient. So uh, we're utilizing LiDAR, doing reality capture of VR to present what this refitted space would look like. So ultimately, our uh, goal is to present a uh, refit in virtual reality, dimension accurate, uh, with a uh, full breakdown of the finances behind it, cost of labor, cost of materials. Um, so that, that that would be the ultimate success for us is to have a very strong presentation of our refit. Mm-hmm. And and presumably, I know I know uh, necessarily uh, can't talk about the details of everything because you know not everybody is uh, necessarily informed of it. But uh, the end goal is that this is will, will come to fruition. You know, like you'll hand this off to somebody for actually to mm-hmm. like be implemented. Correct? Right. Exactly. We want to bring VR into that. Uh, pitch proposal so going to a you know a, a board of directors or a budget committee mm-hmm. presenting this thing in a, in a different right. way because most of the time it's done with a powerpoint deck and maybe a couple of screenshots so this right. would be a much more interactive way of doing so mm-hmm. so like uh sabrina like walk me through kind of like the day-to-day of the startup studio from from like your project's perspective right um, so day to day, we always are tasked with new and exciting tasks. So a typical day might be meeting with the director of a company or going into a retail space or connecting and networking with employers. So we always have opportunities to learn and grow. And we're in this co- cohort cohort of seven students of a multidisciplinary backgrounds. So we we have that connection and we have this environment where we're pushing each other to do the best and we're always doing different things. Like we all have side projects and we all are working on different things within separate projects. So like Jake said, we have one team doing a weekend experience app and then we have a refit proposal. So within those groups, we each have our own roles and so for me I do research I do customer discovery so we really have we all bring a different skill set and we all work together to complete our different projects 
so when it comes to like the customer discovery, because I'm a big fan of customer discovery, I'm a big fan of like MVPing and, mm -hmm. and kind of also trying to, uh, a lot of people don't do this a lot, but like asking for the sale at the end of customer discovery, like you always got to ask right. for money, <laughs> even if it's hypothetical, like sometimes they'll be like, yes, I would buy that. And they'd be like, okay, would you really like, would you like help, like write on paper that you yeah. buy this for $20? Because yeah. uh, enough of those get somebody excited to help you fund it, right? right. Or doing some, some way, shape or form. I mean, I know I've, I've definitely, I have personally sold pro six figure projects off a piece of paper. So it, I know it can be done. So it's like, it gets me excited to, to kind of hear about that. So like, what is, I want to hear from both of you, and I'll start with you, Jake, is that what kind of skill set that um, did, have you acquired or you work on now that you didn't have like before kind of coming into this? Yeah, so I, I'd done a ton of customer discovery for my startup. I participated in a program called Accelerate Econ, where yep. they basically made us do like 100 customer discovery interviews. So I was pretty well versed in it. But what was different about this is uh, during my customer discovery process, I already had an idea. I already kind of knew what to, to poke for and, and what pain points I wanted to hit, and in a lot of way that adds bias to the process. Uh, but when we came to the studio, we were tasked with doing customer discovery before even having uh, a product or an idea. So the idea the ideation really came after we did the need finding. Um, so I really learned to take a step back, um, you know, kind of let the the user or the you know person we're interviewing guide the conversation, uh, and then as I see things they they pointed out that were particularly painful, further investigating them. But again, being dynamic, because at first we we wrote down a you know on a list of piece of paper like twenty questions, which it really should start with one, and then you take it from there and you just kind of investigate. So being open minded and taking a step back was a skill that I definitely acquired. Here. So you had twenty questions or twenty like potential projects, and then <laughs> through the customer discovery, you narrowed it down to the retrofit. So the, the refitting was actually done um, midway through the semester. This weekend app, uh, which we can talk about later, was what came of the customer discovery. Okay. So is that what uh, uh, Jameson's working on? Or? Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. so we'll, we're, we're, we're going to be getting to him because we have two, you know, two different projects and so forth. Yeah. So uh, how many students are involved in this at this point, Sabrina? So we have a total of seven students. Okay. We have four working here and then the other three working on the Weekend Experience app. So did you like, did, was that like a, uh, um, did, did the teams like split on themselves or was that something where it was chosen what, what people are working on? We, we do have designers. So the designers are working on the app and then the yeah. builders, the researchers are working on this. So, so like as, a, as like a cohort, you're like, these people said, I want to work on this. The other people said, I want to work on that. It, just, or... it made the most sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if, if you should not put me in front of a UI UX software, it's just, it's not going to go well. <laughs> Listen, I, I understand that. I get that. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess um, has this has this changed the way you look at like your education, like this type of uh, co-op or, or pro, you know kind of like program versus the traditional kind of in you know lecture and, and doing certain homework assignments and so forth. Right. Like going like I spent like three years full time student. I took like twenty two credits last semester eight courses booked. I'm part of like clubs. So I focused on school and academics, extracurriculars every day. And then once I got to the co-op, it really like opened my eyes to what real work is like. And I'm just like so excited upon graduation that I'll be able to get into different fields in the tech industry, entrepreneurship. So it's really changed my perspective towards education. And I feel that more students should have access to this type of learning experience because it's just so much beneficial to learn from experience than just academics only. So 
if any other students are interested, yeah, apply to the yeah. Stanford Stewart so, Studio. So I guess, how was, what was the process like to, to get into this program? Um, so we initially heard, or at least I initially heard out of it by taking an entrepreneurial class with David Noble. And he's like, hey, we're coming up with this new co-op yeah. program. Uh, you know, if you, you know, So he was doing customer discovery on you, and yeah, then you're, exactly. you, you bit, yeah, okay. Exactly. And, you know, you, you fill out the application, you go through a series of interviews, just like any other internship. Mm-hmm. So it's not anything particularly different. Okay. Um, nice. And so, uh, you know, from this point is that, so I know you mentioned before is that this is a, you know, potentially two semester uh, project or, or, you know, kind of opportunity. So at the end of this one, you're going to present your design kind of fit program or, or sorry, retrofit program. And then next semester, it'll be a whole nother concept. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So the whole idea is at the end of the semester, we're going to walk away with something that's, you know, very concrete and deliverable. So it's not like a, you know, something that's going to be taken out past the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is, a, there's a chance that one of our projects does evolve past just this semester, that weekend app, but the refit itself should be end of the semester after a very solid product. Nice, nice. Okay. So I guess what, um, what would you say to other students that, um, you know, if you were going to pitch another student on this program, what would you say? I don't know, like, you know, kind of how, why they should, uh, um, you know, apply for this type of a program. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the number one thing that really sells students on this is that it's going to put you in a, in a real world environment. Um, before this, I'd been in many programs, entrepreneurial programs, uh, done pitch competitions and what those programs and pitch competitions teach you to do is be really good at those programs and pitch competitions. Um, when I pitched, it would be so, uh, you know, I'd get riled up. I'd have this really concrete pitch where it was very structured out. Um, and then I did my first kind of real world pitch to a group of serious investors. And it's, it's not like that. Yeah. It's, it's more of a conversation. It's not just get up in front of you 10 minutes, like go quick. Um, so being in this environment, it teaches you a lot about what those interactions are like in the industry. You don't get that in college, not at all. So if you're interested in, in getting to that point where you really understand what, you know, a professional environment looks like, that's, that's a, this is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. So I can tell that, that, uh, Jake kind of has the entrepreneurial bug, kind of got into it, but you haven't, you, you haven't come from that realm, right? right. So, so like from your perspective, why should somebody like you, like that, uh, that would resonate with kind of the, the trajectory you've been on, right. why should they come to this program? I would definitely say if you're even remotely interested in emerging technologies or building your skill sets to apply because you, anyone can benefit from an entrepreneurial education and, for me, it's been such a transformative experience being able to be in this workspace and get to work with emerging technologies like LiDAR, 3D modeling, Unity. Um, these are technologies I wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise in my major. So getting involved in this type of experience is very beneficial if you're really looking to build your skill set and be a really um, marketable when you're looking for jobs when you graduate. So I would definitely get out of your comfort zone and if you're interested in entrepreneurship or innovation in any way definitely apply and you'll learn so much all right very good so i guess uh in in the realm of customer discovery i'm going to do it for uh the startup studio like what what aspects of this program would you would you take away or kind of add to or or what are the kind of experience you want to put on top of this that's an interesting question well i think one thing I would change about the studio would be um, a little bit more um, kind of student involvement in picking the projects. Uh, we kind of got framed with, hey, you're going to go jump in here and do a real estate or construction type project. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one is really interested in real estate or construction. Everyone um, you know, has their own individual niches. So I think letting the students guide it a little more 
would be helpful, but I also think there were, there were some things that were beneficial about that. I wasn't interested in it, but now I know a ton about it. I mean, it never hurts to know more about construction and considering, you know, we all live in the real world, we have to commit spaces. So, <laughs> understanding the dynamics of that is, is definitely helpful. So but that is one thing I, I, would, I would definitely have more control over. Interesting. What about you? Um, I love that we have so many opportunities to build our skill set. So I would encourage maybe more of an educational aspect to, I know we're like in the process process of like building pathways and like classes towards like gaining entrepreneurial skills or specific training in say like cryptocurrency or getting like certificates in a specific industry related topic. Right, product management. Right, so that would be something that I would be interested in doing and it would better prepare us for a career. So it's like almost like know, knowing that like while we do the startup studio mm-hmm. and we're working on a project I, or in a different kind of like a problem set, you could pick X amount of certificates that mm-hmm. you can come out there with right. or certifications or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing where you could say, oh, these are the skills I know I'm going to come out with and put, could put on my right. resume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> At li- Valid feedback. Valid feedback. So, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully, the, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> yeah, the program's great, right? Amazing. But, you know, it, um, but no, great. So, uh, so uh, I really appreciate you kind of talking about this. Um, I love hearing about these programs. I know if this was at my school when I was in, um, you know, 10 years ago, university, I would be um, in this program and be loving it and probably be thriving versus no offense in the classroom. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, but, um, but yeah, so I appreciate you coming on. Thank and, you so much. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I wish well on the project and maybe hopefully we can talk about how your project came to came to life, you know, mm-hmm. maybe in six months or so, right? Yes. yes. Is that about the timeline, right? Timeline? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks so much. When starting a podcast, one step in the journey is landing a sponsorship. And in 2021, CT Startup is thankful to have two sponsors. One of those sponsors is Connecticut Innovations or some people know it, CI, an organization that has been a key player in turning Connecticut into a hub for innovation. In 2020, Bloomberg ranked Connecticut as the fourth most innovative economy in the country. And CI is one of those organizations here in Connecticut that can take credit for that ranking. CI is Connecticut's strategic venture capital arm and is the leading source of financing and ongoing support for innovative growing companies. By offering equity investments, strategic guidance, and introductions to valuable partners, they are enabling promising businesses to thrive. For more information on how Connecticut Innovations can work with your company, please visit their website, www.ctinnovations.com. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. See you next week.